0: Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Grace Course Podcast. It's been a wee while since we've recorded one, and we are going to be starting an exciting series looking at the topic of spiral dynamics. Um, And so this week we're going to look at an introduction to the whole topic, why I think it's important that we uh, look at this um, model of human psychological development, how it can help us in our interaction with others, how it can help us in our personal spiritual growth, and what it can tell us maybe about Um, the trajectory that Christianity and faith is on. uh, So what does the future of Christianity hold? I think that this model um, can really highlight some amazing things uh, in all those areas. And so we're gonna look at that. We're gonna look at a rough overview of all the different stages of this model. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to probably release one every week. Um, they're going to be a couple hours long, maybe even three hours long, some of them. So it's a lot more in-depth than uh, the usual podcasts. Um, I may introduce some uh, uh, some uh, interviews in the mix of it all, uh, just to give you a bit of a break. Um, if you get too impatient waiting for the next podcast, they are all going to be on thegracecourse.com to watch. Um, and so uh, you can jump on there if, if you can't wait for more. Um, there's gonna be a lot of content. We're talking probably about 20 hours of content by the time we're done, and so um, I hope you enjoy it. I'm gonna stop talking, and you can jump right in. Okay, so welcome to our first video in our course for Spiral Dynamics. Um, now, most of you uh, probably opening this up going, what on earth is Spiral Dynamics? Um, I know when I first uh, heard the, the phrase I thought that doesn't seem to refer to anything. Um, and what spiral is, is, is a particular model um, of human psychological development. Now um, developmental psychology is a very broad, complex field um, and there are dozens and dozens of different models that can be found within developmental psychology. Um, What I want to do before we go into all of that is uh, just help uh, give a bit of a framework of why we're looking at a model of developmental psychology. Why are we looking at something um, that seems in some sense to not be particularly relevant to spiritual development? Um, And the reason is uh, anyone that's been around for long enough um, should be self-aware enough to know that their psychological development will have a huge impact on their spiritual development. Okay, so we know that it's through renewing our minds, it's through changing the way we think that, um, that we see everything. It's, it's how we interact with everything. It's how we do everything. We let go of lies that we've believed in the past. We change those lies. We replace those lies with truth and that changes our lives. It connects us with, um, with God, with, with each other, with ourselves. Um, it has a huge impact on our spirituality. Um, And so it's really important, actually, that we have a good grasp of our psychological development. And so if we were to um, look at why we would do this, it's it's so that we might know better who we are. We might know better the path that we're on and that we might know better the path that others are on. Um, And so I think it's really important that we do look at these kind of topics. Um, I think it has a huge bearing on helping us understand the path that we're on. So spiral dynamics specifically is one of um, seventy plus different models over the last kind of um, probably the mid 20th century. You know, probably the last 70, 80 years, um, maybe up to 100 years or so. Um, psychological development um, as has been studied massively across pretty much every culture um, by masters of the topic, way more equipped than me with you know proper qualifications in human psychology and all sorts of different things. Um, But what's fascinating is most of these um, processes started quite independent. These um, psychological development experts went and studied how children grew, how they developed, how their ways of thinking developed, how adults then grew and developed, how society um, uh, upon that developed and, and changed and they looked at what are the the commonalities that we have and can we track some sort of process that that it seems that people develop and so they can look at a small child and say well at the beginning they have no real concept of ego they don't even know that they themselves are a person that everything is the same thing. And then and, and they get to sort of between five and nine months and they start to tell the difference between, if I bite my finger, that's painful. If I bite a blanket, that's not painful. Maybe the bank blanket and my finger are not the same thing. And there's this development, there's this process in which um, we as humans develop. And, and that becomes very, obviously very basic between knowing the difference between your finger and a blanket, um, all the way to very complex and nuanced, subtle distinctions that, um, that many people will, will die before they ever get to that level of um, development. Some people will, will not get as far as they might have got or as others might get, you know, so it's a very broad spectrum. But what's interesting is in the 70 plus different models that emerged over the decades of this being studied independently in different areas and different contexts, almost every single model has the same stages, the same uh, points and reference points and, and, and um, areas in which people must go through before they can get to the next stage. They, they either are, are exact stages that correspond or there's a big overlap. So there's, there's maybe five stages instead of seven, but those five stages overlap the, the seven or the eight or the four, you know, different people have different models with different labels. Um, but it is fascinating that the general consensus amongst um, the, the psychological community um, is that there is a fairly linear path in which humans develop their psyche, the way that they think, the way that they, um, they understand the world, the way that they view the world. And so it's really quite profound, the fact that we can, in some ways, know how we will develop psychologically. We can look back at our lives and confirm it, but we can actually also look forward and look at where we might be heading. Um, Now, that's not necessarily comfortable, and it's not necessarily something people are ready to accept. A lot of people can't, uh, they they aren't in a place in the way that they they process, in the way they see things, they're not psychologically developed enough to accept what's to come. Uh, A lot of us don't like what's next, Um, but we'll get there, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, one thing that we're gonna find as I go through this is I've got oodles and oodles and oodles of notes. I've got over about 2000 bullet points that we're gonna go through. And each bullet point probably could be extrapolated into minutes and minutes of content, some of them hours of content. And so I'm gonna try and be brief, but I am gonna be referring to my notes. So it might be a little bit more stop start than you're used to if you're used to my videos. I'm not just gonna be rattling off stuff off the top of my head. I will probably be looking down, having a quick look at my notes every now and again. Um, and so I'm just doing that right now as, as I as I preface that. Um, but what is this 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 particular model that I've picked? It's, it's a model I've picked because it's quite easy to understand. It's quite it's got quite clear stages that we can um, implement, and I think it actually corresponds really well to a lot of people that are on the journey that has brought them to this website. A lot of people are here because they've deconstructed their faith. They're going through some. Um, heavy processes of removing beliefs that, that have turned out to be lies, that haven't uh, turned out to be um, helpful, uh, haven't turned out to uh, assist them in connecting with God, but actually held them back from that. They're trying to reintroduce new, li- uh, new truths. They're trying to restructure their spirituality, their faith. They're even at questioning, can I restructure? Um, I think something like Spiral Dynamics can be huge for helping people like that see the path that they're on. Um, now, one thing I will say, and this is true of all models of uh, psychological development, is that none of them are complete. We don't know what's to come, you know? So the, the most advanced stages of psychological development today um, just weren't, weren't a thing 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. People couldn't get to that developed stage. They couldn't see the world in the way that we see the world today. And so there's ongoing development and, and we see that more and more as time goes on, that, that we are not at the end of the, of the process. No one has arrived. And so whilst I'll be sharing some of these processes, I haven't arrived. I am not at the end and have figured it all out. And so everything I share comes through my lens um, and it won't be perfect. And I don't want you to think that it's perfect. I don't want you to think that I've arrived. I as best as I can be self-aware, I will be as open as possible about my own journey and, and how and where I am on this stage and, and where I hope to go and, and also where I am certainly not yet. Um, and so please don't uh, misunderstand me and think that I've got it all figured out and I'm telling you from off on the distance, here's, the, here's where to get to and here's how to get there. That's not what this will be, unfortunately. I wish it was. Um, that's not what this is. Dynamics is not a, um, a system that is uh, just telling you what you should be or how you should be. Actually, what most of these models of psychological development Are is equipping people to know that who they are is who they are. You can't be anything but who you are right now. Now, that's not to be the case tomorrow, perhaps, and we can give tools that might change who we become, but right now you can only be the person you are. And so with of this it's really important that you don't establish a system of hierarchy in a sense that one place is better than another. That's not what this, um, this course is about. It's not saying one stage is Quote unquote better than another now of course as we develop and as we grow we learn to do things more effectively we uh, learn to process things more effectively we can connect with uh, god perhaps more effectively but actually sometimes evolving in these stages moving on in these stages sometimes there's um uh, there's elements which cause us to do some things worse you see that this process of growing Um, It's always expanding, it's always developing, and it it grows upon what was the prior stage. It doesn't reject the prior stage, it builds upon the prior stage. But as it grows, as it develops, it brings in a whole host of new problems. And so as as we grow, um, we, we expand, we develop, we find the limitations of the area we are in today, and we say, I've got, to, I've got to grow, I've got to get out of here because these limitations are holding me back. So we grow and, and we grow beyond the limitations, but what happens is the next stage brings its own new limitations that we will at some point have to grow and expand beyond. And so none of these stages are perfect. No one in any stage can look at another person and go, oh, you are beneath me, you are worse. That is not how um, spiral dynamics is meant to be worked, okay? So, Um, It's really important that you hear me say that. You're gonna hear me say it a lot. And honestly, depending on where you are in the spiral, there is a good chance that you're not going to be able to hear that. You are still going to see a hierarchy. I know I still at times see a hierarchy. I've got to try really hard not to consider one stage better than another, not to consider uh, myself better than the person in the stage I was in, you know, two weeks ago. Um, it's it's very hard until you reach certain stages that transcend um, seeing things in that way, um, okay? So uh, I, I'm, I'm giving you a framework, this is not about setting stages above one another and being better than others, but I'm also pre-warning you that you are very, very likely to do so. The odds are that about 1% of the population are in a place not to see things that way. So when I say this, I'm not I'm not speaking down to you because I'm in the 99 as well, but I'm, I'm saying that the vast majority of people are unable to not see that, okay? So I'm saying it as a warning that it's not about people being better than the other, but I'm also saying it's very unlikely that you and i are going to be able to see that easily it's certainly off the bat off the, of the initial thrust of information it's going to be very hard for us not to um, think of things very hierarchically very uh, better worse you know good bad that, that's that's a very natural tendency in almost every stage of the psychological development it's quite late on in the stages that we start to let go of that way of perceiving things okay let me just quickly check where we are in my notes so the 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 Psychological, uh, sorry, spiral dynamics. It's it's a tool to help us, and and this is why I want to teach it because I think it's really helpful. It's it's imagine you had a roadmap of where you need to go. You know, if 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 you were if you were going on a journey. Um, it's much easier than getting in the car and just following a few signs saying, you know, oh, London's that way. And you kind of follow a sign. You hope to see the next sign pointing to London. It's much easier if you can just put it into the GPS and it tells you exactly the roads to take, the path to take. You can zoom out and look at where you're going. You know how long you've got to go. All of that makes things so much easier, doesn't it? And this is what spiral dynamics can do for our psychological growth, our spiritual growth, is it can give us a point of reference of where we are on this great roadmap of life and how far along we are and what uh, tools, what, what, um, what areas of study, what areas of experience do we need to move on into the next areas. And it also can help us um, try and be less judgmental about different stages. Because generally speaking, we demonize the other stages. And so we demonize what we've come from, but we also demonize where we're going. And actually demonizing where you're going makes it very hard to go there, and makes it very hard to grow into the person that you don't like. Um, and so that often is the way it works, but, and I think we can all, if we uh, have a moment of self-awareness and reflection, we can probably see that in the past we didn't want to become who we are today. We, we would have called who we are today a heretic or um, a crazy person, or uh, you're not rational, or you're just being rational, or whatever it might be. Uh, we might have all sorts of slanderous things to say about who we've become today. And it's because we, we, we weren't in a place to accept that. And so just knowing that that is part of the journey as we look at the spiral um, of spiral dynamics, it's really helpful because it causes us to reflect and, and take a pause before we demonize other people at different stages because we may well become that person. We may well move into that stage and actually they may well be someone that can bring us great wisdom and help as we grow. And so it's a really great roadmap in showing us where we're going. It also is a huge help to have a roadmap uh, that we can look at as we help others, as we talk to others. Now, it's not a tool to manipulate others, to control others, um, to judge others and look at them, oh, they're at that stage, oh, I'm better than that, or anything like that. Again, the stages don't work like that. But it is amazingly helpful to know How someone is getting on in their growth. You can now know, oh, what would be helpful for them to grow next. You know, rather than assuming that what works for you will work for them, you now have a better understanding of where they might be, what might be helpful for them. You might understand the language that would help them. You might understand the scenarios that would help them. You know, rather than uh, if someone came to you and said, I'm looking for a new church and this is where I'm at, you could look along the spiral and go, oh, it sounds like they're here and I'm over here. And so the church that I'm at or the non-church that I'm at if I'm not going to church, that's not helpful for someone that's here. But I think that church down the road, that might be helpful. And it gives you a paradigm. Or maybe they're asking you for advice on what to read and you're reading a certain book, but your book is way off in the the future for them. They're not going to be uh, remotely interested or ready to read that. And actually reading it might really cause them to dig in deep and and, and, and fight growing. Um, But actually you can think of maybe when you were at the stage they are. Or maybe you can think of other teachers that are in similar stages or maybe slightly ahead. And so you can advise them to check out that, that might draw them forward and encourage them to grow. And so it's really helpful in our relationships with others. It causes less strife, less angst, less problems. Imagine sitting down for dinner at Thanksgiving and knowing where your family members are and knowing how to speak in a way that doesn't hurt them, offend them, cause them issues, but instead helps them grow, helps develop them, helps them become more Healthy individuals helps them develop spiritually and psychologically. That is an amazing gift, isn't it? I mean, just the thought of being able to do that, rather than um, I don't know about you. We don't do Thanksgiving in the UK, but they can turn into some interesting affairs, can't they? With politics coming up and all sorts of different things, and it becomes a nightmare. And this stuff works in every area of life. You know, see, because these are psychological developments, um, but societies and groups are made of groups of psyches. And so what's interesting is as we go through these stages, you'll see that they they apply to individuals, but they also apply to groups of individuals. So families can be at certain stages. Businesses can be at certain stages. Countries can be at certain stages. Churches most certainly can be at different stages. And so uh, it will help us relate with organizations. It will help us Talk to our friends about different topics, you know, things like religion or politics are very complex and people get very offended about. It. it will help us understand when we understand what stages people are at and know how we might interact with them in a more healthy way. And so that's really why we're talking about spiral dynamics, what it's all about. It's so key and, and it will help you uh, as, as you grow, obviously, and that's the, the primary point, okay? So the one thing I wanna say is I wanna talk about why what, what Spiral Dynamics isn't, okay? Because it's really easy for us to weaponize Spiral Dynamics. It's very easy when you start to understand how people grow um, that we turn it into a weapon. We turn it into a tool of judgment. We judge people for being at a certain stage. And like I said, 99% of people are not in a place to um, to really fully live in the understanding that different people are at different stages and that's okay and no stage is better than the other or worse than the other or right. Um, that's a very advanced uh, position to be. It's very easy to intellectually uh, understand that but it's very hard for us to really live in that. And so it's 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 something we have to watch as we're as we're learning about this. As I'm, as I'm giving you these tools, I want you to be constantly reminding yourself, this is not a tool for me to judge other people. It's not a tool for me to use Um, to manipulate other people. This would be very easy to use some of the things that I will teach in this that help you understand how people work, how people grow, how people develop. It'd be very easy for you to use this to manipulate people. And that is not what I'm doing here. It's not what I'm interested in doing. I really hope that you have the heart not to do that as well. I can't obviously control you in that. I'm not going to manipulate you. But I hope uh, that you would um, have the the grace and the love to, to not apply this in any other way than to love people around you, okay? and 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 finally like i said i've said a hundred times now already and we're like only just beginning this is not a tool for to be a measuring stick to to decide who's better or who's worse oh you're at a later stage or you're at a worse stage that is not how i want people to be thinking of course we're growing and developing of course a um a 20 something is more mature than a toddler of course but of course a 50 year old is more mature than a 20 year old but is any of them better than the other person they might be Uh, You know, a 20-year-old might be better at IT uh, than a toddler or a 50-year-old. A 50-year-old might have a bit more wisdom in how the world works than the 20-year-olds or certainly the two-year-olds. So, of course, there is elements in which you could say in a very pragmatic and real sense, uh, in a rational, tangible sense, that that later stages are, quote-unquote, better, of course. But a toddler isn't any worse than a 20-year-old. You know, maybe some parents are thinking, no, they are. But a toddler is exactly who they need to be right now they are who they need to be to survive to grow to develop right now you know if you got that toddler and you picked him up and expected him to act like a 20 year old you want him to get a job and provide a living for himself and cook and clean and uh, do advanced calculus that toddler would fail on every level right it would be a disaster and it would probably end up dying in the corner because it doesn't know how to provide for itself it doesn't know how to eat it doesn't know to cook doesn't know how to find food Um, unless you put it in the fridge for him maybe you might get that far and so you know, this isn't about better or worse, okay? So I really want you to understand that. Uh, I, I, an example that might help, um, I'm not making a pro-evolution st- uh, st- uh, uh, statement here, but um, think of uh, the, the concept of evolution. We would say that um, a birds uh, historically have come from dinosaurs, from, from reptiles. And so um, we look at uh, a bird today and we don't say, oh, a chicken is better than a dinosaur, than a T-Rex. That's that's not true, really. They're, they're, they're just different, aren't they? But the truth is, T-Rexes aren't here today, right? They didn't work for today. At some point along the way, they didn't work. They didn't survive whatever happened to them. Again, looking through this model of evolution, whether you like it or not, or believe it, it's, it's an example. Okay, so try not to get too put off by that. Um, but the point is that a dinosaur doesn't work today and chickens may not have worked back then <laughs> i don't know um but the point is that the chicken works now it's, it's how it it's, it's 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 what's needed at this stage it needs to be a bit smaller it needs to require less food it needs to be able to fly or whatever it is you know um and so remember it and remember this over and over and over again, I'm going to remind you. But please keep this at the forefront. Write it on the wall and stick it on a right on a post and stick it on the wall. You know, plaster it everywhere you've got. If you're making notes, make it at the top of all of your notes. The stages are not about being better or worse than one another. Or there's no right stage and wrong stage. The right stage for you is the stage you are in. Okay, I cannot stress that enough, it's so, so important that you understand that the right stage for you is, excuse me, the stage that you're in. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a few observations. Okay, so this is just an introduction video, we're just introducing some of the um, the concepts, but I wanna give you some, some observations about the stages before we go into them, okay? So the stages you will find swing backwards and forwards in a sense. So the, the, the concept of spiral dynamics and that, this is why I like it is a lot of stages see each other almost as a ladder and I think that can be unhelpful language. It's helpful in some senses because it is just climbing up, it's evolving, it's developing, it's growing and um, it's moving in a trajectory but sometimes the ladder can just seem like a, uh, a better than uh, model and especially since we're trying to fight that so much in our psyche um, I, I, I don't like that as much. But the this, this spiral, the concept is, if you think of circles within circles, you know. so if you have a circle in the middle, and that would be stage one, stage two is a bigger circle with stage one in the middle. And it isn't uh, over here, so you've got stage one and that's bad, and over here you've got stage two and that's good. Um, no, 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 stage one is um, encapsulated by stage two. And stage two gathers up everything in stage one. It takes everything that's good And it grows beyond it, it expands to include more uh, information, more capacity, more worldviews, more ability, okay? And so um, Ken Wilber, who's uh, very influential in in my studies of this and and an incredibly influential um, person in this field, um, he has the phrase transcend and include. And so once you reach the maximum you can get out of your stage, you transcend it, but you do include it, you bring it with you. And we all know this, right? So when you move on, uh, we can go back to uh, toddlers learning trigonometry or something. You know, toddlers don't learn trigonometry. You know, but once they get to four or five, you might teach them a little bit of maths, maybe to count. You know, then you start teaching them as they get a bit older. You can teach them, you know, some addition, maybe some multiplication, maybe some division, and then you start to teach them a little bit of geometry and calculus. And you know, you can, there's a progression, there's a path, but every new stage transcends and includes what it learned before. And even when you get to very late stages at university, perhaps you might learn that some of the things you learned earlier aren't quite right. They're not actually true in a very uh, literal context, but it works and it's okay. And so we teach that to people that are less capable of understanding these really complex uh, concepts. And so what we do is we transcend and we include, but as we include, we let go of little bits that aren't helpful that aren't actually true, that aren't ultimately true. So we let go of that and, and clear it up and clarify it. And that's what's happening at this stage. And in, in spiral dynamics, as we grow, we're spiraling upwards. So we are, there's a momentum that is helping us grow and become better people and more spiritual and more um, healthy and better at relating and better at knowing ourselves and acting and living life and how we operate in this world. It is an upward momentum, it's getting better, but it's not throwing out the past it's bringing it up. It's transcending and including it. And so I want you to have that in the back of your mind, these um, circles that are included in the prior, uh, in the next circle, we include the prior stage. Um, And so think of that as lots of circles within circles. And that's what we're meaning when we say a next stage. We're not talking about going up a ladder of the rung and making the the prior ladder uh, uh, rung irrelevant. It's, It's very, very relevant. It's very important. Okay. Now, Here's some interesting uh, points that will uh, be very uh, helpful as as you learn. One of the things that's very interesting is that the stages are largely oblivious of themselves. They do not know that they are a stage and they do not know about the other stages. This is what makes this such an important thing to learn. It, it, It puts you in the upper echelon of people that understand how humans grow because most humans don't know they're growing on a path. They don't know that there's stages that we're aware of. They don't know which stage they're in and what stage they're maybe going to and what stage they've come from, but they do uh, demonize all other stages than themselves, okay? So we see this in all sorts of areas of society. We see um, you know, right-wing politics, left-wing politics. We see uh, traditional Christian, charismatic Christian. We see you know, progressives and liberals and conservatives. And we see all these labels that we apply to different people that are often, they correlate to different stages at times. What's happening is people are demonizing stages that they've either come from or they're perhaps needing to go to. But very rarely do we demonize the group we're a part of. And that's because our stage is the only valid stage to us. Now, uh, we're gonna look at six stages. There's there's really eight overall, but I'm gonna leave the first and the last uh, that we know of um, to the side because they're largely um, not relevant to what we're gonna be talking about in this course. And as time goes on, I might revisit and, 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 and elaborate on some of the later stages. The first one is just, um not particularly relevant it's called beige um, or um archaic and, and it's basically almost the the stage of a baby that has um no knowledge of self no knowledge of anything beyond itself it's just this one beingness but not in a good uh, maybe enlightened we are all one sense but in a in an ignorance we are all one sense it's it's not out of a a good sense but it's actually full of ego it's full of um selfishness it's full of all sorts of different elements and so um, you think uh, at the archaic stage, at this early beige stage, it's all about me. It's just, I'll scream until I get fed. I'll scream until I get my nappy changed or my diaper. Um, I'll scream until I get you know some sleep or I'll scream because I'm not getting sleep. But it's, it's very much just, there's no communication. There's no awareness of how to interact or anything like that. So as we look at that as how it, it, it um, applies to spirituality and things like that, it's not really particularly relevant. Very few people, if at all, um, are relating on spiritual levels at that level. Um, maybe you know some people, I don't know. Um, so I'm just putting that to the side for now. Um, but of the of the stages that we will talk about, these six stages, actually the first five stages are in in the first tier. These stages are broken into two tiers, the first tier and the second tier. The first tier is completely unaware of the stages. It doesn't know about each other. It doesn't know it's a stage. It doesn't know the other stages stages. And so it's constantly fighting with the other stages. It's constantly resenting the stages um, that represent where it's come from. And it definitely uh, resents the stages which it will ultimately have to grow into if it's gonna grow and evolve and develop. Um, And that can make it much harder to grow and develop. Um, Now the last stage becomes self-aware. It's the first stage that goes, huh, there's stages, interesting. Um it doesn't necessarily mean it has it all figured out by any means, but it helps it integrate its process. It helps it look back at its past and do that transcending and including. It helps it do that. And so just knowing about these stages helps and, um, and equips us to, to grow and develop. Now, as we look at the stages, what we'll find is they'll swing backwards and forwards a little bit. And so they swing from being very me focused, very egocentric, to being very we focused, very group focused. Uh, centric and so the first stage we talk about is uh is very group focused it's going to be a, a, a stage called tribal and it's about it's all about us but then we go to warrior focus and it's all about me 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 but then we go back to a a, a traditional and, and it's all about fitting in and, and and the greater good of the group and it goes back to group and so we're going to see a bit of a swing backwards and forwards between me and the group me and and the group. And so look out for that. It can be very helpful to understand a little bit about your own psyche and where you're at. It can help you identify maybe somewhat where you are as well. Um, The thing I want to highlight as well, and this is something that is gonna be quite hard for people to accept, is you cannot skip stages. Now, I can't stress this enough, okay? The toddler doesn't get to be uh, a four-year-old from being a baby. They have to go through the toddler. Stage. They have to go through the stage where they learn their ego, and they learn to scream no and throw tantrums and all that awful stuff. The terrible twos, they call it, isn't it? And they can't, they can't get past that without going through it. They have to learn all those things. They have to learn to say no. They have to learn they are an identity, that they are a me, that I can, I can get my own needs if I communicate. I can get what I want if I scream and shout loud enough. You know, there's different elements of that, and we grow. Beyond it, but actually, it's a key part. And actually, there's um, there's areas of psychology where um, some people who are deeply narciss- narcissistic and have massive ego issues, um, the the they actually have to work with psychologists on their early years, the years between two and four, because at that age, they had some major issues that caused them not to develop beyond. And so part of their psyche is still fixed in that ego-driven, narcissistic stage. And so it's really important to go through these stages and develop and be healthy because these people have become adults. They've grown in a lot of ways, but part of their psyche is still acting like a toddler. Um, Now, I don't know if you've met any people like that. In my line of work, I occasionally get to deal with some pretty um, wild extremes uh, as far as uh, ha- the, the the beautiful multicolored spectrum of what humanity can look like. And I have met some people that are like this and it's very, um, it's disturbing in a way uh, to see uh, people that haven't been able to grow and develop in, in, in a healthy manner. Um, now, These people hopefully get help. It's an amazing time we live in where we can get people to give them help and equip them and hopefully help them develop and grow and heal. Um, And so it's not all doom and gloom, but this is an important part that we have to understand. You cannot skip stages. You must go through the stages in order. Now, someone that did an interesting study on this is a person called Carol Gilligan, and she was um, a psychology researcher, and she specialized in feminine morality. Um, And so she did a huge study on a vast amount of women um, on the topic of abortion. Now I know I'm really pushing it, right? I've brought up evolution, now I'm bringing up abortion. We're just getting started, don't worry. But it was an interesting topic that she brought up because she worked with thousands of people and she asked them a very simple question. Is the right to an abortion, do do women have the right to an abortion? Simple question, right? Um, And she got Uh, three answers she got the answer yes the answer no and the answer yes now you might think that's two answers but the key was the 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 backstory behind the yes or the no and what we found what, what was found by this woman carol gilligan is that the first group said yes but their reason for saying yes was well because i say so it just that's the right thing you should get to do what you want and that's the right it's your body you get to do it just punch my uh, light in there. Um, You get to do what you want and that's right. And so yes, women should have the right to an abortion. And that was their statement. Now the person that said no, typically would say no. And they would say because, and then they would say it's the rules of society or it's the law or the Bible says so, or God says so, or my pastor told me, or my mom told me. Um, But there was a a reason behind the no was because of some sort of societal or uh, structured, organized reason it was given. It was a framework of no. Now, the third group would say, yes, but only in certain circumstances. It depends on the circumstance whether women should have the right to an abortion. Now, these are three completely different answers. um, But what's fascinating is Carol Gilligan found this really interesting dynamic. It's that when she polled people on what they had said in the past, they always, across the board, there was a progression, a direction across these three answers. You see, people in their earlier maturity tended to say, yes, because I say so, almost always. Um, the people that then matured tend to then gradu- uh, gradually shift towards saying, no, no, I don't think it is right because of X, Y, or Z, religion, God, uh, society, my, my upbringing, my family values, whatever it is. Um, and ultimately, most people, given the time to grow and develop, ultimately said, well, yeah, I guess in some circumstances, you know, in, in, in a life or death circumstance, or maybe in this circumstance of rape, or whatever the example, I'm sure people have different examples of what they decided were right, but they would say, wow, it's more complex, isn't it? So yeah, I would say, yes, they should have a right based on somebody's criteria. Now, what's interesting about it is not that there were three answers. What's interesting is that the three answers mapped on a trajectory. You could track that people grew in a development, that as they grew, as their worldviews expanded, as they grew in the way they think and how they see life and their spirituality, their relationships and their education, they moved from yes, because I say it, no, because someone else says it, yes, but only in certain circumstances that I'm gonna rationally kind of work through and, and develop and, and get to. Um, and so that was the trajectory. Now, I'm not saying anything about abortion. I, I, I've got my own opinions on that. Of course, I'm sure you do. But I think it's an example of how we can see that people go through stages. What she found was that no one went the other way. No one went from saying no because of the set of values to yes, just because I say so it should. Um, And no one went from saying, yes, it's a very complex and nuanced situation. So not always, but yes, I think in general, like there are circumstances. No one went from that to saying, no, the Bible says so or no, because of my family values or anything like that. It it, it always went in one direction. And this is how the stages work. You don't see teenagers becoming small children again. You see teenagers becoming young adults. They, They move in that direction. And so as we look at these stages, you're gonna see that you have to keep moving in a certain direction. Now, why do I say that? The reason I say it is generally speaking, the stage that's two steps ahead of where you are right now is gonna be much more attractive than the next stage it's going to be much more attractive, generally, not always, okay? There's one exception to that, but generally speaking, you're going to want to skip the next stage because this next stage is usually very different. It's got very different ideals. It's got very different values at times. And so you're going to really fight against it. Um, And also what's interesting is you're almost always, almost always going to identify a few stages ahead of where you are. And so as we go through the stages, it's very likely you're going to think you're further ahead than you are. And I say this, especially as we look at this introduction, don't look at the introduction and uh, presume based on a few words I've said, oh, I must be at that stage. It's very unlikely that that is the case. Um, Once you go a bit more in depth in the stages, you're probably going to find, oh, actually, this is a bit more murky than I thought, and I might be a bit further behind. And uh, then I thought, and again, this is not about right or wrong. It's not about uh, bad or good or better or worse. Um, so when I say behind or ahead, you have to forgive my language. I'm just meaning that, that, that there's a progression, that, that, that in the progression, you have not moved as far as you might want to or think you should have. Um, it's natural for us to want to be as far along. If we see a a, a scale, we want to think we're at the end. We want to think we're done. We want to think we're the best. And so even when I go through the stages, you might go, oh yeah, I recognize that stage. And that's, yeah, I've moved beyond that. And i might, oh yeah, I've moved beyond that. And oh, I might have a couple bits of that, but I've moved beyond that. And when we get to the stage we are, one of the reasons you'll find that you're at, uh, that you know that you're at the stage you're at is when you get to a certain stage, you go, well, this is rubbish. That's absolutely nonsense. That's not how it works at all. As soon as you start feeling like that, You've just found what stage you need to move to. That's the next stage for you probably. And you are not going to like it. It is going to be really uncomfortable and you're going to potentially get very angry. In fact, I'm very hesitant about this series. I, I actually am a little nervous at how we received. I think it's gonna really be a big struggle for a lot of people. It was a big struggle for me to, to process this and accept some of it. Um, and so that's uh, all I'll say on, uh, on that part. Um, now, here's something that's really important as well. As with any stage theory, any model of psychological development, it is flawed. It's not perfect. If you take this to be 100% thus saith the Lord, or you know, this is the absolute flawless scientific model that cannot be misproved or, or cannot be slightly changed or you are gonna have a bad time. It's not to be taken like that. It's a model. It's a loose system for you to get a rough idea of where you're going and how you're progressing. Don't treat it like some sort of uh, perfect, pristine, finished model. Like I said, we don't even know what later stages might be. And so we're still unfolding this. We're still working it out, okay? And so it is limited and it will ultimately fall apart if you pick at it too much, okay? So hold it lightly but value it for what it can be used for, for developing yourself, for helping you connect with others and relate to others, okay? Um, something that's really important is uh, that, as we look at the fact that the spiral dynamics isn't hierarchical, it's important to recognize sometimes people are gonna be at a different stage, a lower stage, a prior stage, an earlier stage, whatever words helps you feel less uh, hierarchical about it. Um, some people will be at an earlier stage and you're gonna want them to move to your stage. You're gonna want them to be better and, and, and right and, and, and uh, later on in the stage and more developed, more mature, whatever language you might think uh, as you look at it. But the truth is where people are is helpful for them. It's good. They need to be there until they work out the stage to its fullness, until they get to the end of that stage and are ready to push through. Until you're hitting the ceiling, you are not ready to move on. And actually moving on early while it might appear possible, you might intellectually be able to do it, you're not going to be able to experientially engage with that and move on, okay? Now, there are things called altered states, okay? Now, people experience altered states in many ways. We see it throughout the Bible, people having visions and dreams and God visiting them and all sorts of things. Or we might see it in a more quote-unquote worldly sense, people taking psychedelic drugs or having trances and different things like that. When people have an experience that is much later on, and so maybe they have an experience that makes them uh, think differently. You might think of Peter has a um, an altered state where God visits him in a dream and teaches him about including the Gentiles, and that's a later, more uh, more mature state uh, stage, and he has an altered state that wow, this is an inclusive world, and he comes back. Now, we know after that, he had some real issues with including Gentiles, right? Paul called him out on it. He would sit with Jews and not the Gentiles and things like that, but it did move him forward. He did go into um, uh, Cornelius' home and and, and meet with them and and eat with them and different things like that, okay? And he ate, uh, you know, unclean meat and all sorts of different things, okay? Um, And so you might at times have encounters, experiences, altered states that push you beyond where you are. And so it's not to say that this is a rigid thing. Once you're in one stage, you can't experience anything beyond it. You can't do anything beyond it. In fact, what's interesting is very few people are ever, in fact, I would go as far to say is no one is ever 100% at any stage. More people uh, than most will probably be about 50% a stage and there'll be about 25% a stage before and about 25% the stage after because we're constantly moving and evolving and growing in many ways. And so how you see uh, your faith might be at a certain stage, but actually how you see uh, your work and how you see your relationship and how you see sex and how you see money and how you see whatever it is, kids and your relationships with them and whatever it is, you might see different things at different stages with different frameworks, with different psychological lenses. Um, And so, try not to be too boxed in and, and be too literal. Be aware that you are going to find as you look through these stages, you're going to find parts of you at different stages and that's okay. That's good. That's great. Um, and that's that's evidence of growth and development. Okay. Um, the last thing I'll say is that intellectual knowledges of stage do not equate to having grown to them. Okay. Or through them. So uh, one of the stages, uh, is, color is orange, uh, the, the name is modern. It's a very intellectual stage. And so because this is an intellectual stage, it can grasp a lot of what I'm gonna teach in this stage, but it will think it's much further along because it can grasp later stages in its mind. It can understand that, but actually it hasn't been through the later stages. It's still stuck in that intellectual stage. It's still stuck in that um, that period. and so. Um, Be aware of that, especially as I'm going through stages, if you go, oh yeah, I can recognize a lot of orange in me, um, a lot of stage modern, be aware that you might think you're much further along than you are. Um, and we live in a rational world, especially a lot of my audience are very rational, uh, Very, they like facts and figures and data. And so be aware that you may well be, I would say a good portion of people watching this will be at that stage. Um, a very high percentage of people watching it will be at that stage. And so be aware of that, okay? Don't don't fall into a trap, uh, okay? Because it's very easy to do. So in this series, we're going to look at all the different stages. Now in each of the six stages, hope you're keeping with me, okay? I, I promise we're, we're probably about three quarters of the way, two thirds of the way done, okay? so um, And then we'll get into the real meat of it and we'll get into the real teaching. But I just wanna give this these frameworks because it's so important that you understand what we're doing and how we're gonna do it. But that's the, the, the original kind of introduction done. I'm just gonna tell you what this, the, the stages are gonna look like and how we're gonna do it, okay? So each of the six stages we're gonna look at, we're gonna look at some key values and expressions Okay, so what what does it uh, what at each stage? What do you value? What do you love? What are you about? What's your language? What do you just what gets you up in the morning? You know, that's really going to help you identify: is this a stage? Is it a stage I used to be at, or is it a stage I'm at now? Or maybe it's a stage that I'm not yet going to be at, uh, or not yet at, and I need to be at. And we're going to look at some examples. So I'll give you some examples: maybe people, maybe groups of people, maybe churches or movements in, in within Christianity. Um, or different faiths. um, That will be really helpful as well for you identifying where you're at and it might be very helpful for you interacting with some of those groups or some of these types of people. We're gonna look at some basic facts and figures about the the stage and we're gonna look at the pros and the cons because like I said, every stage is important for the stage it's at, for the people that are there but it's also got its problems. Every stage has its problems. Even the latest stage that we are aware of has problems. We just don't really fully know the problems and we don't know what the next stage will be that will uh, evolve and, and expand beyond those problems and ultimately create a few new problems, okay? So we're gonna look at the pros and cons and that's gonna be really helpful as well. And I, I want you to pay attention especially, right? It's gonna be really easy for you to look at the prior stages and look at the cons and go, ah. Oh, I've done them, I know all the problems, that's why I'm not that anymore. But look at the pros and ask yourself, have I taken that? When I've transcended have I included those pros? Have I brought them with me? And when you look at the current stage you're in, and you look at these pros and cons, I want you to be thinking, what are the cons of my stage? Yeah, I'm aware of all these pros and I love being where I am in life, but actually, what are some of the limitations of being where I am today? Because when you recognize these limitations, it's gonna challenge you, it's gonna push you, you're gonna hit that ceiling sooner Um, and more effectively so that you can break through the ceiling Um, and so that's really important and I want you as you look at the later stages you're going to see the cons you're going to look at it and so you might look at a a later stage and think oh well that person yeah they're just like that and I know that kind of person you're going to and you look at the cons and you'll think yeah that proves everything I've said but actually there's a lot of pros in there and a lot of the pros are answers to your cons, they're answers to your weaknesses, they're gonna help you develop and grow. And so yes, there's problems. There's problems at every stage though. You have to get over that. You can't fixate on it. You've gotta let go of the weaknesses of each stage and you've got to move through and and transcend and include. Okay. So beyond that, we're gonna then look at the transformational dilemma. Now every stage has a transformational dilemma because we don't like to change. We don't like to grow. We don't like to get to a new stage of development. We don't like things to change. We don't like it. Um, and so we'll look at what are the dilemmas at each stage that people have to come to terms with in order to move on. They're, they're, they're gonna be very uh, diverse and unique for each stage. And so it's gonna be really helpful if you find the stage you're at, but it's also gonna be really helpful if you're working with people at certain stages to go, oh, that's gonna be their transformational dilemma. I need to help them come to terms with that kind of thing if they're gonna keep growing. Um, and so that's really helpful for people as you, as you work with people that you love. and, and, and and want to help them and and nurture them as they grow. Um, We're gonna look at how to work with different stages. So if you're at a stage, we're gonna talk about how you might interact with some of the other stages. How might you deal with them? How might you connect with them? That's gonna be really helpful and it's gonna make a big difference in your interpersonal relationships, okay? Because earlier stages really struggle with connecting with people at different stages than they do. They really work great working with myself. Some of them, some of them even struggle to do that. But, But on the whole, it's gonna really help you figure out how do I connect with people differently, uh, different to me? How do, I, how do I relate to them? How do I work with them in a healthy, uh, productive way? And Then finally, and I think this is gonna be the area that most of you are most interested in, but we need all of that prior stuff to then figure out this part. We're gonna look at areas of spirituality. We're gonna look at what does this stage think about these different areas of spirituality. And so we're going to talk about the Bible, we're going to talk about God, we're going to talk about Jesus, we're going to talk about the mystical, we're going to talk about heaven and hell, we're going to talk about prayer and worship, sin and salvation, and the kingdom of heaven. And so as we look at these different um, topics, what we're going to be able to do is we're going to be able to go, oh, at this stage, this is how they see it, this is how they perceive it. Um, It's going to be very, very helpful for you to understand where you are. It'll be really good at, putting the finger on the button and going, oh, that's where I am. Because you'll look at the next stage and you will not like it. And you'll look at the prior stages and think, that's such a backwards thinking or, or old school thinking or whatever you might think, but you're gonna look down on the prior stage and you're gonna really resent the future stage. But you're gonna look at your stage and go, yeah, well, of course, that's how you look at things. That's the right way to see things. And so it's gonna be really helpful there. And it also is gonna give you a bit of a roadmap again of where am I going? How am I gonna move forward? How is this gonna develop? So this is really key. Um, that you pay attention to those stages and you try to suppress the the negativity, rejection. Um, Stay open-minded. Stay willing to experience, to to grow, to develop. Stay aware that this is natural. This is the way things go. It's, It's not someone trying to trick you or con you into a certain way of believing. I personally have no agenda what stage you're at or what stage you get to. I just want you to help you realize where you are and help you grow in that um, in a healthy and meaningful way in the time frame and the and, and and the at the pace that you need to grow. Okay, so I'm not here trying to get you to stage five or two or four or whatever else. Okay, that's not what I'm about, um, and you won't find that from me. I have no agenda here. Um, as much as I can be a agendalist, I'm trying, okay? So I probably have sometimes at times uh, my own judgmental thoughts and, and desires and things like that. But I, I really am genuinely trying not to in any way press upon you and need to be at a certain stage. I think it's just not helpful. Um, and you'll find as we go through the session and we just talk about that more, why that's not particularly helpful. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up by talking very briefly about the six stages we're gonna look at, okay? And this is just to give you a really quick Look at it, okay. Um, We're not going to go into depth. You might get really offended or really upset, or you might think obviously, or whatever it might be, okay. But this is just give you a taster of what each stage looks like and how they progress, Um, and then we're going to have the more in-depth videos, okay. So this is going to be like two minutes to five minutes on each on each stage, okay. So it's not going to be long at all, but. What we're then going to do is we're going to have uh, an individual talk on each stage that is much longer, you know, an hour long, going into depth and how it looks and how it works and how we can work with it and how we can apply. So uh, don't take too much stock in a stage. I just want you to understand the the the. The overarching, so when I go in and look at the first stage, I want you to understand that there's more stages and what's gonna happen. So you don't just pick a stage, listen to it, out of context and have no idea what the overall trajectory, what the overall pattern or path or journey is gonna look like, okay? So, the first stage that we're gonna look at, okay, it's technically the second stage, after the first stage, archaic or beige. The the second stage, and these, these colors are from Spiral Dynamics, um, they're from uh, Beck and Cohen. Um, great uh, researchers, they work largely off uh, a person called Claire Graves, who um, he was a, a researcher in Australia and did incredible work um, outlining what became Spiral Dynamics. Um, and so I'm, I'm leaning very heavily on a lot of people here like Ken Wilber, uh, Leo Gura, uh Don Beck, uh, Cohen, um, uh, Claire Graves, there's so many people here. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of incredible psychological development. Um, and developmental psychologists, sorry. Um, and so you have to forgive me, of course, I'm stealing bits from all of them and, and I wanna give them as much credit as possible, but um, just trust me and, and and I'll post links to different resources from them in, in comments and things below. Um, but generally speaking, we're gonna use the spiral, langu- spiral dynamics language and a bit of Ken Wilber's language as well, and maybe um, Claire Graves as well. So with the labels, I'm gonna give you a few terms and we'll probably use them here and there in different ways as, it, as it's helpful. Um, but the colors is how I'm gonna primarily try and refer to it because largely a lot of the terms have a connotation, right? So if I told you that this, this, ter- this uh, stage is called magic or tribal, you think, oh, magic, Pfft, that's crazy. Or some re- very religious people might, oh, magic, that's demonic, or whatever. Or tribal, some people think, like, oh, tribal, oh, it'd be wonderful to be like a tribe in the Amazon. Or they might think, oh, tribal, Pfft, that's stupid tribal stuff, you need to be in a city. or you know. So we have connotations with different labels. And so that's why we go for color um, initially, is to try and remove those connotations and just have um, a, a neutral uh, label. Now, of course, we're then going to go, oh, purple. Oh, that's per- that's magic, or that's tribal, or whatever. Um, so we're still going to do it, okay? But. That's why I'm gonna give you a few different labels, okay? So purple is typically known as magic or tribal, and it's a, a period of great mystery, okay? So you think of early uh, tribes, or maybe even today, tribes in the Amazon, they don't know how the world works, they don't know science, they don't um, have an understanding. When the sun goes down, they're genuinely concerned that it might not come up, that the moon god is fighting the sun god and it's winning right now, and hopefully the sun god starts to win again for tomorrow and it will come back. You know, things like that, Very, very magical, very supernatural. Um, And this has a a knock on effect into the way that they do society. So they have supernatural leaders. So their leaders are magical or powerful. You know, there's a shaman or uh, if there's a king or something, he's picked by God and he's magical. He's got powers, superpowers, things like that. Um, They have supernatural texts. If they have any texts, they're very magical and powerful. In a sense, everything is spiritual, but I don't mean in a positive sense, in a sense, okay? So we might look at everything as spiritual as quite an enlightened position where we go, oh yes, there's a great spirituality to everything. But I mean everything is spiritual in that if they stub their toe, it was probably a demon. Or if something, if they find some money, oh, well, it was the gods because I did, you know, I harvested my grain in the right way or I sacrificed my daughter the day before. They're looking for demons in every bush and they're, um, they, they make a God for everything, okay? Um, and so that's what I mean when I say everything is spiritual. They, they, they can't rationally figure out anything. So um, something like the sun and the moon and how we spin around the sun and the moon spins around us, they don't know that. So that's all spiritual. There's a sun God, there's a moon God. Or if there's just one God, he's literally like you know, pulling them with strings. Or, or it's a very, very basic understanding. Um, and so what, there's a lot of pros to this though. They are very loyal, they're very loyal to one another, they're very stable as a group, they, they have great dynamics within the group, they're very loyal to one another, they're stable, they they um, they are very uh, powerful in their relational elements within one another. It's, 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 Uh, Very, very good. And a lot of people overly romanticize that, right? We all wish we could go back and live in the forest almost, uh, which obviously wouldn't work with, you know, seven billion people. Um, So things have changed, you know, it'd be very hard. I'm sure if we put ourselves back in the forest now, we'd probably have destroyed it in about 10 minutes, you know? Um, We'd be all looking for a fi signal on our phone. Um, and so, you know, things have changed, but, but it's, there is a lot of goods that came through the tribal stage. If we looked at beige, which was just screaming and screaming and screaming, ah, I want my food, you know, I want my, my diaper changed, whatever. Well, tribal is the next stage. It's, it's becoming um, a toddler and realizing, well, I have to communicate. You know, it's a very early toddler that learns to say no or yes or food or uh, pee-pee. You know, it says, mama, dada, it recognizes there is a mum. And if I talk to mum, I might get things much easier. I might have my way a lot more effectively. If I work with the group, it's going to go a lot better maybe. And so it's, it's early development, but it's better than just completely being um, archaic and, and independent. If we were to look at archaic and think how that, that work in society, you would, you would look at a very early baby. You might think of maybe someone that had um, very heavy um, uh, de- developmental issues with uh, maybe mental health. Um, Or maybe someone that had um, senile issues, maybe someone that's senile might be operating at that kind of stage where they can't communicate their needs anymore, they they can't function in society as well. Um, They might be a bit earlier, but generally tribal are very functional in a sense, they can communicate to some degree, they just see the world with magic. You know, and again, early toddler, everything is magical to them, they don't understand anything, they're constantly asking why, you know, what is going on? Um, And they do, you know, they have a, a, a awe and wonder at everything. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's where they're at. The, these people are generally heavily, heavily motivated by fear. So they're terrified of things going wrong because they don't understand why things go wrong. So that's why they have demons and gods that are in charge of those things. And they're very very motivated by powers, uh, powerful people. They, they assume powerful people, people that do know what's going on, they must be picked by the gods, or maybe they are gods and they are powerful. And if we just listen to them, if we just follow them, everything will be fine. And this group is very we focused. It's all about the group. It's all about help uh, working through the group. Now it's deeply selfish because it's all about me, but I need this we to survive. So it's still very, very selfish. It's not a, um, An altruistic focus on the group, it's very selfish focus on the group. It's if this group doesn't survive, I don't survive. If this group is weak, I will die. Um, It's that kind of mentality. Okay, the next stage is called stage red, okay, and it's typically known as stage warrior. Um, Okay, so warrior is very egocentric. Warrior is I will hit you on the head and take that thing I want, it is I will take power by my strength it is uh, might is right. okay So if someone is in power, they obviously are right. They obviously are pleasing the gods. they are obviously um, they're obviously doing something correct. Power is never taken badly. you know it's not it's not taken through some negative means. No, no, it's because they are right. Um, they operate heavily through violence, through power, aggression, uh, control is a very key theme to the And so this might all sound very negative but this is all actually ego development it's learning to be an individual um, it's 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 quite greedy in a sense it's quite selfish but actually it's a bit like the early toddler learning to scream his head off and say no I don't want to do what everyone wants to do anymore I want my own way and you know it's it's that that wrestling with his own identity—it's learning. I'm a—I'm I'm an individual. Yeah, there's a group of us, but I want to be an individual. I want to have my own way. Sometimes I want to. Why can't I get what I want? Why can't I have more than that person? Um, and so it's a wrestling with that. And we'll see how that operates in culture, in religion, in society, and how it operates in individuals as we look into this stage a bit more. But. One of the things that is heavily relied on this stage is a is a fear of god is a fear of the powerful person so it reflects as the person that is most powerful is feared everyone fears the most powerful god so it's a very heavy focus on fear of god so and a lot of religions are very very fearful of god actually are a warrior stage you see warrior stage might be um the church operating in the crusades you know might is right we will conquer you we will kill you all or you convert. And that's how we'll know whose God is the most powerful. You look at the, the early Israel, right? We will conquer and kill every uh, man, woman and child and then we'll know whose God is the best. Um, and that's how things were seen. It's, it's, it's not an eye for an eye, it's a life for an eye. You, you caused me to lose my eye, I will kill you. And that, again, is prior to um, Moses's law, which corrected that, you know, uh, Harambah's law uh, was, uh, was an eye for a life. You know, if, if you were better than someone and they caused you to lose their eye, lose your eye, you had the right to kill them. Under Moses's law, it was a no, it's an eye for an eye. No one is better than anyone, we're all equal, okay? This stage is very me-focused. So we've gone from we of tribal to me of warrior. Now, then we go and we swing back to we, and we go into stage blue. Now, stage blue is called traditional, or sometimes fitting in, okay? Now, traditional is where we start to see, um, probably in today's society, we're seeing a lot more people uh, that are blue. We, we probably wouldn't see many purple or red, uh, you know, not many very tribal or warrior stage in our day-to-day cultures in the West, at least. Um, and so what we have is we have fitting in. Now this is the majority of the world, I think about 55, 60%, I'll I'll get the data for the later uh, episode, but a good portion of the world is stage blue, is stage traditional. This stage is birthed from the the uncertainty and the chaos and the aggressiveness and the power and the violence that comes from the prior two stages. Um, and, and, And what it is, is it's birthed for a need of safety of certainty and security. If you could sum up stage traditional, stage blue, in three words, it would be safety, certainty, and security. Okay, so it's all about those things. The individual finds their value in the group. They find their value in having a role in the group. So this is, if we look across societies and and the evolution of humanity, we look at this is coming out of um, warlords and, and, and tribes that are ran by a warlord because tri stage tribal looking for followers tend to follow a warrior stage so someone that is actually more advanced uh, in in that sense that has grown they end up leading a lot of the tribal stage but ultimately people move on they need some security some certainty some structure especially as civilizations grow so once you get a million people say in the babylonian empire someone has to write some laws down and someone has to um, make sure those laws are kept and there needs to be police, there needs to be, uh, you know, consequences, there, there needs to be less individualism and more group uh, dynamics, more, more value for the group, for the community, for the civilization. So it's very much a civilized uh, focus, civilization focus, religion focus, but it's my civilization, my religion, my group. So it's more expansive than just a tribe and so we've gone from the we that is small tribe to me that is just me to we but it's expanded it's not just a small tribe now but it is still inclusive uh, exclusive sorry it's just my group still so it's still my country or my religion or my group uh, my family it's still very um, insular, it doesn't see beyond itself, okay? And so we see that in a lot of ways in this world today. You know, countries can be fighting with each other, not recognizing, well, across that border, that invisible line that doesn't actually exist, the human on the other side of it is just a human like me. They have the same blood, the same organs, uh, their skin might be slightly different color, but at the same day, same time of the day, they're the same person in a lot of ways, you know? In fact, if I'd been on that side of the border, I would be them, and they might have been me. And that's the only difference is where we were born maybe. Um, And so, but that can't be seen very well at stage blue. We are very isolated. We see ourselves, our, our religion, our civilization. It's very morality focused. It needs structure, it needs rules. So morality is a huge focus at this stage. It requires respect for those that have been put in charge. People that are put in charge are always put in charge by a higher power. So it's a God or it's a birthright. So the king is not a king because he's the best person for the job. The king is because he was chosen by God. And then the next king is chosen by God or it's just the king's son because well, it's just in their blood. Um, that's not, uh, uh, it's not interesting to this society, what d- democracy says, who's the best for the job. It's interesting to this society, who did God put in charge? This society is very focused on a God that's in charge, a Bible that's in charge, a pastor or a priest or a Pope. Uh, it needs a powerful figure like a king, someone that is in charge to divvy out and, and make sure that there's an area of responsibility. This um, stage loves, theocracy okay so even though there are places in this world that are very blue very traditional and actually have a democracy the heartbeat is very much for a theocracy and so you might see this in certain parts of america that that glorify a god's chosen leader and there might be a democracy where well it depends on who everyone votes for but the wish the heartbeat in it is yeah but it'd be best if it was the person God chose, right? We want the person God chose. so there's still this desire and this way of seeing things that we want a theocracy, not a democracy. So almost a democracy is almost an allowance, Um, but really we don't want it. We'd rather just have God pick a leader, put him in charge and we'll do what God says. Um, And that's traditional. Okay, we're getting there, don't worry. You're you're almost there, you're doing really well. Um, We probably have a few pauses anyway, but I've had none, I tell you, I'm still pumped, I'm loving it. So the next stage is stage orange. Now, this is where I actually think most of you will be. Now, please don't assume this, you might not be. Uh, Like I said before, you're gonna find when I start going through the stages, you're gonna find you might get more and more offended as I go, and you might find, oh, I don't like that stage. Now, most people that follow me are gonna be orange because in large part, part of the process of deconstruction is to move into stage orange. Now, stage orange is very small, uh, representation in the world still it's not huge I think it's about 15 to 30 percent it's not a, a massive amount okay um, it's more represented in the west uh, but it's still a fairly low amount okay so just because you're orange or just because I think you're orange doesn't necessarily mean you are there's still the odds are stacked against you um, but it is a possibility and I think that most of you watching will probably be somewhere between blue and orange and the next level green, but very few of you I think will, will probably be there. I, I don't know if I am to be honest, I'm, I'm very orange in a lot of my thinking. Um, so stage orange is called stage modern. Okay, so that we think of this, this is the enlightenment, this is the scientific discovery, it's rational thinking, it's success, it's individualism. So we have swung from the, the we of the prior stage, traditionalism, we've gone back to me, it's about individuals, it's about what well, we can think, what well, if I think? I don't mind what God says if the earth is round or flat, what do I think? I can use my rational process, I can speak to scientists, I can look at the data, I can come to a conclusion on this. And so it, it shifts to an individualistic perspective. It's very big on success and, um, and, uh, and becoming great. And, and, and it can be at times very greedy. Um, it can be capitalistic in the best and the worst sense of the word. Um, it is very tolerant. It, it becomes a lot more tolerant of everyone because everyone is an individual. We'll let them be individuals. Who cares what they, what god they worship or whatever? We, you know, this is about individuals going on a journey. Um, a lot of people shift towards agnosticism or atheism as they grow, and so most Christians, and I would uh, count myself in this, would see this as a negative thing. We'd see this as a backsliding, as a going backwards as far as development goes. But actually, sometimes this can be a forward momentum because we're starting to think about things and rationally interpret and and think for ourselves well what do I really believe and so actually if you really don't believe it and you come to the conclusion of atheism it's actually a step forward because you at least are honest with where you are it's not that you've lost faith with God you've actually probably never really truly believed in that God in a real sense and certainly as you've grown in your psychological development It's just not compatible. And so there may be, as we go on, you'll find there may be options for that to come back. So it's not maybe a permanent situation. Um, And if it is a permanent situation, we might see it differently as we progress and grow anyway. But generally speaking, people that have come out of the church and end up becoming uh, agnostics or atheists, generally speaking, if they're still there, they're quite often around the stage orange. Um, The stage orange is very strong on democracy because every individual counts, right? And so this is where um, they they move from wanting a more theocratic kind of um, order to a democracy. Um, It's all about science. It's about doubt and skepticism. It's about excellence. We want excellence. We want the very best. It's about money and sex and materialism. And it generally will see religion as a crutch. It sees because we see the prior stages as weak. And so it goes, oh, they're just backwards. They don't see things rationally and scientifically. So they just use religion as a crutch. They, they we, we almost see every, if you're at Orange, you almost see every prior stage is a bit tribal. They don't understand. So they've just made everything a bit magic. And it can't really distinguish between more nuanced uh, concepts of spirituality. At Orange, it often sees every type of spirituality, whether it's more advanced or less advanced, it sees it all as a bit magic, voodoo, doo-doo, kind of ridiculous. Um, and that's a very common thing at stage orange. So like I said, you might be stage orange. This might be That might sound quite um, good to you. If it doesn't, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't like that at all, you may be stage blue, and that's okay as well, it's great. Um, But it's an idea of actually, you might need to be looking at some of these topics. You might need to be looking at some more rational thoughts, learning to be more individualistic, learning to take your own um, views and and ideas and and, and personhood seriously. That that might be some things you need to step into. Okay, two left, okay, we're getting there. Stage green next, okay? So stage green is often called postmodern. Now this stage becomes very relativistic well, it's all a bit relative. You know, Everything is a subjective. You know, Even you looking over there and seeing a wall, well, is there really a wall? You don't know that. It's just because you see it, but how do you know you see the wall, right? So things like that, very postmodern thought, postmodern philosophy, all falls into this category of stage green, okay? Now, it can be very pluralistic. It can be very globalist. Now, we, we swung from the very small we of tribe to the me of ego to the we of civilization, to the me of modern. Now you might see again, want you think of circles within circles, okay? So the me of, green, uh, of orange, of this modern stage, is much bigger and more expansive than the me of warrior, right? So warrior would hit you over the head and take what you want, but the me of of the of the modern stage would be much more nuanced It'd be much more respectful of the society of stage because it would still have stage blue thoughts in a lot of ways right it would recognize society structure rules uh, we need we can't just turn to animals you know it's really important and so the same we've moved into green which becomes we again but it grows again and so it takes all these ideas of individualism and, and the importance of the individual and it, and it expands and it grows and it goes well, we're all individuals, we're all, this whole world, why am I a Christian better than a Muslim? Why am I a, a, a brown person better than a white person or a black person, you know, why Why is that the thing? Why do I make that a thing? And so it starts to see every person as valuable, it's very globalistic, um, it's very compassionate. Uh, so it has great compassion for others. Now the stage before was not so compassionate, it was very selfish, it focused on itself primarily. Um, It's very environmental because it's got a very global view. It starts to see things globally. It starts to value global um, topics. It's relational. It's very focused on individuals and connecting with one another. It focuses on equality. Equality is a huge importance to this. It's very spiritual. Now, I wanna say spiritual in quotations. It's quote unquote spiritual because actually what we're gonna find as we develop and we look through later stages it's maybe not true spirituality but what i mean by that is it opens itself up to spirituality again so stage green will go oh i could learn from uh, Christian texts and Christian tradition, but I could also learn from uh, the Sufis. I could learn from Rumi. I can learn from Gandhi. I can learn from Hindu tradition. I can go read the Bhagavata. I can go read, uh, you know, uh, about Buddha and, and study Buddha. I can go and study um, atheist uh, scientists. Uh, you know, I can I can do all and, and, and all of it will inform me and speak to me. And so it can be seen and it might see itself as very spiritual. Um, And so if you've come out of this stage of rationalism and you're starting to explore a lot of spirituality, that might be a bit of a green side to you. Now, prior stages look on at green and go, Oh my gosh! This stage is so liberal, and you know it's it's wild, and it has no real values. It doesn't nail itself down to anything. It just believes everything, and um, and so there's all sorts of dynamics going on here. But we need to see that this is just a healthy progression of growth of reintroducing different elements. There are faults at green. It can be too liberal. It can be too progressive. It can be progressive for the sake of progressive. It cannot be very rational. Um, so even though it's included the rationality of orange and moved on, sometimes it rejects a lot of that uh, that rationality because it demonizes what it came from. So it associates science as being negative, even though plenty of science needs to be brought with it to be, to be built on. And so a lot of green thoughts sometimes embrace things like herbal medicines and all sorts of different things like Reiki and different things. And some of it is good and some of it is not good. And um, what you'll find is green really struggles to uh, distinguish again between pre-rational and post-rational spirituality and mysticism. It just lumps it all together and accepts it all. It likes everything and accepts everything. So it's a very interesting dynamic green. Now, we're gonna move on to our final point, okay? The last one we're gonna look at, excuse me, last stage is stage yellow and it's called integral. Excuse me, sorry, Um, integral is integral because it becomes aware of the whole spiral. It's the first stage of tier two. It is the first point where it goes, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, there's a growth, there's a direction, there's a, there's a momentum to this, we're going in a certain direction. Interesting. It can start to look through its prior stages and be more aware of what it's taken from it and how it's developed it. And it can relate to the prior stages more healthily. Um, it creates a lot of nuance and complexity. It sees a lot of nuance and complexity. So when it looks at solutions, it understands, well, actually there's gonna be stage blue people here, there's gonna be stage orange, there's gonna be stage green. And actually we need to work a system that it works for everyone, that helps everyone develop and grow and, and, and feel safe and secure. And it, it, it's a very, a chameleon stage. Um, so stage yellow people are often known as chameleons. In fact, you probably, there's probably, they estimate about 1% of the population in the world are yellow. Okay, so a very small percentage. Now, hear me right again when I said this, if you're orange, and a lot of you are, you're going to think you're yellow. Okay, you're almost certainly, I want to think I'm yellow. I really do. Please help me be yellow. Um, So I I keep thinking that, but I know I'm quite orange, if I'm honest. I, I probably have about Somewhere between 10 and 20% of me is maybe yellow. If I'm lucky, please help me, Lords, grow and develop. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm very self aware that I am not there, but it's taken me a lot of time. When I first studied this, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm very yellow. And so be aware of this, okay? And you're going to discover this the more we go into the in depth sessions on each stage. You're going to go, oh, yeah, I'm not very yellow, or oh, Actually, I'm very orange. Um, So just be aware of that, okay? But generally speaking, because yellow are chameleons, because they understand the stages, they relate to people at the stage they're at. And so if you're stage blue, you actually might think a yellow is blue if you're a stage green, you might think a yellow is green because they're going to come and relate to you in ways that help you in language that you like and you understand. And so it's very, very um, hard at times to tell who yellow is until you take a step back and look at how they're interacting with everyone. Um, The Yellow is very meta. meta. It's, it's, It's above and beyond looking down, kind of getting the big picture and trying to piece it all together. They love system theory and and working on larger, broader systems. They focus on root issues. Now, most of the prior stages, when they deal with problems, they deal with surface problems. Stage yellow goes, yeah, these are problems, but actually, if we dig a bit deeper, we'll find real root issues. Um, Again, orange, you're thinking, I deal with root issues. I know about that, okay? I know, I know, I know, trust me. but they love to deal with root issues in ways that even if you're orange and you think you deal with root issues, you probably don't. They work for the benefit of all stages. Now this is a key element for yellow because they recognize that no stage is better than the other and everyone needs to be at the stage they are until they don't need to be, until they grow and transcend and include. They don't work for a world that works for yellow. Now a green works for a world that works for green, right? So a green that wants to save the environment is going to make a orange who's very capitalistic and just wants to drill for oil, they're gonna make them want to be green. You have to be green. And a blue that wants a God-given leader in charge is gonna make a a green uh, give up their democracy and somehow uh, have a God-given elected uh, official, you know? So all these dynamics are going on, but they're very selfish. We want what our stage wants. Yellow looks at every stage and goes, I need you to, be benefited by whatever system I create for society. However I move forward, however, the 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 religion I've, I'm presenting, the politics, the, the relationships I have, it needs to work for every person based on where they are. And so it's a very, very nuanced thinker and it's a very gracious position. It's a little bit like Paul saying, I can be a Jew to a Jew and a Gentile to a gentle. I can become all things to all men. That's a very yellow statement actually, very progressive of Paul. Um, Yellows are non-manipulative. They have no desire to manipulate because they themselves understand that every person is at the place they need to be. So it doesn't feel the need to change that. So there's no manipulation in there. There's not a need for that. They have a long-term focus. They don't care about the short-term. Yellows um, are playing a long game. They want to figure out things long-term. They're making big strategy positions. They tend to be in the background. They tend to prefer to be a bit quiet and reserved and just work on the big picture and help people implement that on the short term, okay? Uh, they're very self-aware because yellows are aware of the stages, they, they know um, where they're at, they, they, they have a very strong self-awareness of it, they also know that they're not at the end because they're now aware of the stages, they now know well there's probably more ahead of me and so they're very intentional about how to grow and how to develop in that sense. They are non-judgmental, they never judge because there is no right or wrong as far as where you are. So yes, you're blue and you might think very differently to me as a yellow, but that's not right or wrong. It just is. And so there's not a judgmental need. There's no need to judge whether someone is right or wrong in their place and their belief in their system and their structure. It's actually very helpful for them. Now, as I'm saying all this, this is maybe really irritating you and I'm okay with that, it's okay. I was irritated by some of this as well. Recognize that it just is, you can let it go. You don't need to believe this at this point. Um, but I do want to encourage you that you are, if you're going to continue to grow and develop, you are gonna to need to wrestle with some of this stuff. Um, but you might think, no, there is right and wrong, especially if you're in a stage of um, you know, maybe blue, uh, some of you might still be in blue, um, you're gonna really want because it needs order and structure and right and wrong and, and it needs morals and it needs uh, standards and it needs all these things to be in place for us to function as a civilized society that makes me feel safe, secure and certain. Now, you, as yellow, you're gonna swing away from the me, the we, that is very global, you're gonna swing away back to a me. You're gonna be very individualistic. So yellows tend to live very in their heads, okay? Um, They're very... thought uh, uh, conscious, they're constantly thinking, constantly building systems and structures, and again, this is why orange often thinks it's yellow, is because that's what orange does. So it becomes very individualistic, very thought, very rational, very much that, but it's its, it's a much deeper, more nuanced, it's much more caring uh, and compassionate than orange was. Um, because it's taken all of that stuff from green. It has developed. It's still very global in its view. It's still very open and broad in its view. So there's all these different dynamics at play. It is caring, but it's now realistic. It, it assimilates both those orange and, and green elements. And with its knowledge of the di- of the spiral, of its knowledge of stages, it, it grows and develops and goes, well, I'll be caring. I do care about everyone. That's really important but I have to be realistic. And so I need to figure out a system that actually works. I can't just have a bleeding heart for every individual because I'll bleed to death. (laughs) Um, And so it's very aware of that. The final stage that we're not gonna talk about in this series, I might revisit and do another video at some point is a stage called turquoise or post-integral or transpersonal. Now, we're not even going to go into this. This is this swings back to a, a we on an even more broad uh, spectrum. And it's, it's very complex. And frankly, it's almost impossible for me to talk about right now because I just don't understand. It's, it's too far beyond where I'm at. Now, if you're finding yourself... F- as you go through the whole process of this series and you find yourself at Yellow, I'll post some great resources of, uh, of turquoise people and, and, and things like that that you can check out. But the people that are turquoise, it's estimated that it's probably 0.01% of the human population, of the 7 billion people, 0.01% are estimated to be turquoise. It's so minimal school. And so, um, it, you know, count your chickens before you hatch kind of thing, okay? Right. What we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap up there, okay? So I'm gonna finish up, but what I will say is take your time with this course. Take it in your own time. There's no hurry, there's no rush. Like I said, you don't need to progress the next stage as quick as possible. You'll you'll benefit from growing and developing and going through these stages, of course, but these are stages that take people decades to go through. And so please be self-aware that this is a process and it's gonna take time and it's okay to take time be open as open as you can to the fact that this is kind of a fairly well thought of structure and system and over 70 individual systems have all been compared from different cultures at different times and they all kind of correspond to this process um so there's a lot of data out there it says this is kind of the way you're going to go and so you can fight it if you want you really can but i'd encourage you to at least be open you know trust if, if you if you um believe that, that, that God is there and he can keep you safe, trust he'll keep you safe. Trust he won't allow you to be deceived by some crazy, weird, you know, rational scientific thought process or that. Be open to this process. I, I think I'd really encourage you to do so. Um, study outside this course as well. It's not just what I have to say. I'm, I'm trying to condense probably a few hundred hours, probably a lot more than that actually. I've been studying this intensely for about three years now. Um, but I'm trying to condense it into a few hours. It's going to be a long and in-depth course, but it's very condensed, so study people like Ken Wilbur, Claire Graves, Don Beck, Paul Smith is a great person. He wrote a book called Integral Christianity, which talks about how to go, th- how all these stages look in Christianity and, and how yellow, uh, the final stage, might work. How might Christianity function if it was yellow? Very interesting book. I wouldn't encourage you to check it out yet unless you're at least stage orange. It's gonna be really hard for you to accept. Even at those stages, you're gonna find it very challenging and probably quite upsetting and annoying. Um, James Fowler, of course, Stages of Faith. That was his model uh, of, of psychological development. He made one specifically about Stages of Faith. Some seminaries and Bible colleges teach about that. Focus as you go through a stage. Focus at the stage you're at, okay? Don't, don't spend too much time on other stages. It will help you relate to other people. It will help you know where you're going. It will help you know where you've come from. But ultimately, you cannot grow to the next stage until you fully assimilated and become that stage that you're in. Okay, so you can intellectually know about the next stage, but it's only when you really become and work through the prior stage that you're going to be ready to grow and develop through to the next stage. Now, again, parts of us are at different stages. Okay, so it's not it's not that we fully 100 percent become blue before we can become orange. Okay, though, if you're blue, mostly 50, 60, 70 percent, there's probably a good part of you that's orange already. There might even be some of you that's red. It might even be some of you that's green. I know for me, I probably am still probably 50 percent orange, maybe about. I don't know, 20% green, Uh, and then maybe a little bit of uh, yellow. Uh, I would say that probably my spread. Probably about 30, 20% yellow if I'm really lucky. Probably realistically more 10% yellow and probably more orange than I think. But you know, it it doesn't even have to be mostly in the centre with a bit before and a bit after. It can be a bit spread. Um, I think because of my knowledge of dynamics I've been pushing myself to move forward, Um, but I'm dragging my heels because I really am very orange and I need to go through all of that. I need to really hit the limitations of it. And so don't rush ahead. Don't try and um, don't try and just perceive the future stages and think you've got there. Okay, uh, as best you can, try and let go of the resistance you have and be open to change. Okay, and I, I said that at the beginning, but please, as best you can, this is going to really help you. Okay, if it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. You know, you don't have anything to lose from listening to this series or reading a few books with an open heart, an open mind, prayerfully considering, contemplating, meditating on these truths, considering them for yourselves, evaluating it amongst your friends and and how your life works. Um, It's it's really important that you stay open and you think about this rationally, because like I said, you are going to really dislike the stages uh, before you, in front of you. Um, and so you're gonna really resist that. And so the more you can know that, be aware of it, and intentionally try and be open, the more you're gonna allow yourself to grow, okay? So yes, study the prior stages and see if you have fully worked out all of those parts. There might be parts of you that haven't really got through red or, or, or blue or orange or whatever it might be prior for you. You might need to really figure that out and, and work it out and, and go through it so that you can grow and, and, and move those parts of you into, into future stages. Um, but do focus on the, the stage that you're currently at. Okay, that's all I've got. Well done. You've, you've, you've really hung in there and I'm really impressed. Um, I'll see you in the next video where we will look um, at stage purple. I think that's what I'm going to do next. I'm not entirely sure, but I think we're going to go right through the stages. So I'll see you in the next video. Have a good one. All right. So that was our first part of our series on spiral dynamics. I hope it Um, was interesting, I'm assuming it was, since you lasted an hour and a half and listened right through it. Um, There's gonna be a lot more videos coming up. Um, We've already got, um, as a time of recording this, I've already got another five videos up on the website. So you can uh, head over to thegracecourse.com if you're too impatient to wait till next week for the uh, next episode of this podcast. Um, And you can watch them all over there on thegracecourse.com. As always, all this content is free. Um, for anyone who wants to enjoy it, if you want to help support what I'm doing, m- making free resources, helping people in their process of journeying through their faith, deconstructing their faith, reconstructing their faith, you can become a partner over at GraceCourse.com as well. And um, that doesn't get you much. It gives you some access to a, a, a Facebook discussion group and a once a month uh, video conference call uh, with the other partners and, and myself. But other than that, everything I do is for free, but uh, it would be greatly appreciated any support that you That you can give if this, uh, what I'm doing is of of value to you. All right, I'll leave you there and um, I'll see you in the next podcast.